Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I'm going to go over my review of WCW Super Brawl 2000. Starting off the evening, we go to our first match of the night. It is Prince Ikea versus Lash LaRue for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Again, it was an okay matchup. Ikea quickly attacks Lash. Ikea was keeping the pace of the match after the attack. Then the match turned into a back-and-forth matchup between both Ikea and Lash. But Ikea ultimately hits a DDT off the top rope on Lash, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match, and at that time, new WCW Cruiserweight Champion, Prince Ikea. Again, it was a decent matchup. I'm not going to sit here and say it was the greatest. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Lash LaRue in my defense. Prince Ikea um, looks like he was off the scene for a while, at least pay-per-view-wise. Um, he came back for Super Bowl 2000 with a whole different look, man. Prince Ikea came in with a more, you know, Hawaiian kind of feel to, like, Prince Ikea, you know. It kind of remind me of, like, a surfer. When Prince Ikea came back into the fold in WCW, there was a whole new, like, gimmick with Prince Ikea that I didn't really understand, wasn't a big fan of. But, uh, again, hats off to Prince Ikea for getting the win and, at that time, becoming the new WCW Cruiserweight Champion. After that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Brian Knobs versus Bam Bam Bigelow for the WCW Hardcore Championship. Um, number one, I thought this was a horrible match. Um, it was a back-and-forth matchup between both Brian Knobs and Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, but the finish of this match, I could not stand. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow was on the top rope. And then all of a sudden, Brian Knobs just literally pushed Bigelow off the top rope. Bigelow fell rings down by ringside and just laid there. Nobs came over, went for the cover, pin, one, two, three, and the winner of the match is Brian Nobs, and he is the new WCW Hardcore Champion. Again, I don't really know what to say, man. I, I have stated multiple times about the WCW Hardcore division. I thought it was absolutely trash, and this kind of goes to show you that. I don't know. They had nothing. I feel like WCW had nowhere to book Brian Nobs. In WCW. I, I don't think they had... I mean, hell, he was working with Fit Finley. There was no... like They, they didn't know how to book Fit Finley. I mean, the Brian Knobs. Bam Bam Bigelow, this is the best you got for Bigelow? I mean, Bigelow is a legend. Are you going to give him this? This whack finish? That he just falls off the top rope down to the, you know, down to the apron ringside below. And then Brian Knobs comes up and covers him for the pin. One, two, three, that's it? That's all you're going to give me? Come on, man. It's garbage, hot garbage. And the WCW Hardcore Division was a waste of time, man. Waste of airtime. But hats off to Brian Knobs for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next schedule match of the night. It is Norman Smiley versus Three Count in a handicap match. Again, awful match. Um, it was a back-and-forth matchup between both Norman and the Three Count. Norman was keeping the pace of the match. But Shannon Moore ultimately applies a Boston Crab on Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley taps out, and your winners of the, of the match are three count. Again, awful match. I'm not a big fan of Norman Smiley. I don't think a lot of people were a fan of Norman Smiley. I don't know where this guy got his in-ring training at. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe he was training with Bob Backlund. Maybe that's the reason why his finisher was the chicken wing. I don't know. Three count. I believe it consisted of Evan Courageous, Shane Helms, and Shannon Moore. Trash. Absolutely trash, man. I'm sorry. That stable or that team, trash. 
absolutely trash, man. Shannon Moore, I mean, really, what the hell has that guy done in his career, man? He got into WWE, he was working with Matt Hardy. Okay. I mean, I feel like the only person that actually did anything in that stable out of Evan Courageous, Shannon Moore, and Shane Helms was Shane Helms when he was the Hurricane on WWE. I thought the, the Hurricane gimmick was great. I thought it was hilarious. But out of those three guys, I think Shane Helms obviously, you know, was, you know, set the tone for his career out of those two guys. Shannon Moore didn't do a damn thing. Evan Courageous, I don't even know where that guy is. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's still around. I have no idea. But as far as his run and three count and then, you know, WCW, Evan Courageous didn't do a damn thing. I'm sorry. Three count as a stable alone as a team didn't do a damn thing, in my honest opinion. The team was trash. Absolutely trash. And it just made this match awful, man. Norman Smiley's not going to give you an entertaining match. It's not going to happen. The guy is boring. And like, there's nothing there. Again, it goes back to the hardcore division. Even though this wasn't a hardcore match, the only time you really booked Norman Smiley to be a top dog was when he was in a hardcore match or going up for the uh, – trying to challenge for the WCW Hardcore Championship. Other than that, there's really nothing left – nothing more for that man to do. It goes right along with Ernest the Cat Miller, Disco Inferno, Buff Bagwell. There's like – it's just a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. I just – I don't understand it, man. It's just trash. Horrible match. Awful match. But hats off to three count for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match on the card is the Wall versus the Demon. Um, again, it was an okay match, decent. Uh, Wall quickly attacks Demon. Wall then hits, you know, pretty much keeping the pace of the match, but he ultimately hits a choke slam off the top rope on Demon, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is the Wall. Again, it was an okay match. I would, I'd rather have that match than the Norman Smiley three count match, to be honest with you. At least it was halfway entertaining, man. I mean. The Wall versus Demon. I mean, Demon's another guy who was pure gimmick. I- I'm sorry, man. I mean, it, pure gimmick. The Wall, I have no idea who the hell that guy is. I think later on he was in a stable with uh, Chavo Guerrero, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it just wasn't needed, man. It just was not needed. Uh, this match alone, again, like I said, Demon, all gimmick. Uh, Wall, same thing. I don't know much about Wall or Demon. But, um, again, hats off to Wall for getting the win in this matchup. <sighs> Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card. It is Tank Abbott versus Big Al in a leather jacket on a pole match. Awful match. I don't even – the whole time throughout this match, man, these two guys literally were just yelling at each other. The one guy had a belt, and, you know, they tried to wrap the belt around both his hand and Tank Abbott's hand. And we're just punching each other in the face. And it wasn't like they were really punching each other in the face, like back of the head. And all they were doing was like they were just yelling at each other the whole time. But Tank Abbott ultimately gets the win, climbs the top rope, grabs the leather jacket off the pole, puts the leather jacket on, and the match is over. And that's the other reason why this match is awful, man, with stupid stipulations to matches like this. Who gives a, a damn about a leather jacket on a pole match? What the hell? Uh, what's so, what's, what is so significant about a leather jacket on a pole? Nothing. Nothing. It's trash, man. It is absolutely trash. I mean, come on. I don't, I I really want to know who was running the show in WCW for 2000. Honestly, I mean, who was booking this garbage? Was it Bischoff? Was it Kevin Nash? Was it I mean, the rumor was Terry Funk was the commissioner of WCW. Was he booking this these matches? 
I mean, come on, man. What the hell is this? It's trash. A jacket on a pole match. So the guy wins the match by climbing the pole, grabbing a leather jacket, and puts it on. Match is over. Give me a damn break. Trash. Awful. Tank Abbott, trash. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card. It is Booker versus Big T. Again, it was an okay matchup, back and forth matchup between both Booker and Big T. Booker was keeping the pace of the match, but Big T ultimately hits the finish on Booker, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Big T. Again, it was an okay matchup. It wasn't the best. Um, I do think it was kind of hilarious that Big T was also known as Ahmed Johnson with his days when he was with WWE. I thought that was kind of hilarious. Um, but it looks like they took the T off of Booker for this match for some reason. I, I had no idea why. Didn't understand it. But um, hats off to Big T for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next schedule match of the night. It is Vampiro versus Billy Kimmon. Again, this was actual a decent matchup. It was a back-and-forth matchup between both Vampiro and Kimmon. Uh, Kimmon was keeping the pace of the match. Kimmon ultimately hits a finish off the top rope on Vampiro, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Billy Kidman. Again, this was a really decent match. It really was. It was a decent match at best. Um, I, I think at this time, a lot of people were pushing Vampiro. I think a lot of people were gravitating towards Vampiro. Billy Kidman was already over. I mean, he was a babyface. I mean, Vampiro kind of played both babyface and heel. And my, around this time in 2000, I mean, a lot of people loved Vampiro, man. They brought a new dynamic to WCW that they haven't really seen before. Um, and this was a hell of a match. This was a great match. But uh, hats off to Kidman for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go to our next match of the evening. It is Johnny the Bull, Big Vito versus David Flair and Crowbar in a Sicilian stretcher match. It was an okay matchup. Uh, it was a back-and-forth matchup between both teams. Uh, Johnny and Vito were keeping the pace of the match, with Johnny and Vito ultimately getting a win by moving the stretcher up to the ring entrance and getting the win. Um, again, it was an okay match. I am not a big fan of the gimmick matches. I don't understand them. Uh, David Flair, and I mentioned this in the past, man, don't know why he was there. Don't know why he was on WCW. I mean, that one time was fine. Don't know why they still kept him around. I get it. It's Ric Flair's kid. I get it. You know, it's his son. I get it. 16-time World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair. What, are you going to tell him no? He's the greatest champion of all time. Hence the reason why he is 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. But his son could not wrestle worth a damn. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. He could not wrestle. <clears throat> I don't know why he was there. I, and my thing was, you're a Flair. But then you're building David Flair as this crazy, lunatic, hardcore wrestler. And he's not that. He's not. Ric Flair's persona was, you know, the glitz and the glamour. You know what I mean? The high life. You know, limousine riding, jet flying. That was Ric Flair. Then you bring David in, and David's like yelling in the mic and backstage screaming like a lunatic. Doesn't have any kind of persona like Ric Flair. He's wrestling with Crowbar, working with Daphne. What the hell is going on? And as far as his in-ring ability, it was trash, man. David Flair could not wrestle. If you are a David Flair fan, I don't know what the hell to tell you. You're not a wrestling fan. You're not. Crowbar was clearly carrying David Flair throughout that entire match. Crowbar is the wrestler. David Flair is not. They kept him around just because of the last name and who his daddy was being Ric Flair. Dude cannot wrestle. But hats off to Johnny the Bull and Vito for getting the win in this matchup.
Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card. Ric Flair versus Terry Funk, a flair that actually can wrestle in a Texas death match. Um, again, this was a really good matchup. A lot of history between Ric Flair and Terry Funk, man. It seemed, like it stems back all the way from the early days of WCW. Fantastic matches. Uh, at, and honestly, two legends of the game. Um, it was a back-and-forth matchup between both Flair and Funk. Flair was keeping the pace of the match, but Flair ultimately gets the win due to the fact that, you know, the referee was counting them out. They were both knocked out in the ring mat. Flair was able to climb the ropes, get himself up. Terry Funk could not get himself up off the mat, and Ric Flair got the win. It was a brutal matchup. It was a really good matchup, and one of, to me, one of the matches of the night on this card, man. This card was very weak. Uh, and Ric Flair and Terry Funk might have just stole the show, in my honest opinion. It was a great matchup, two legends. You know, and Terry Funk, man, I stated this in the past, too. Terry Funk, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Terry Funk, this guy wrestled until, I don't know, probably close to 70 years old. I mean, this guy wrestled for a long, long time. Um, and it, it just goes to show you how much this man loved the business. I mean, he was doing moonsaults at, like, almost 60 years old. It's insane. You know, the matches he had in ECW – you know, even in WCW, a little bit, a couple matches that he had in WCW, like this one. I mean, Terry Funk's an absolute legend, and you had to put him in there with the hall, you know, the hardcore legends of the game of all time. I mean, he to me, Terry Funk is the, you know, almost the definition of hardcore wrestling, man. I'm sorry, Terry Funk is an absolute legend. But hats off to Ric Flair for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Lex Luger versus Hulk Hogan. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between both Luger and Hogan. Luger was keeping the pace, but Hogan ultimately hits a leg drop on Lex Luger, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Hulk Hogan. Again, decent matchup, man. You're not going to get a whole lot out of Lex Luger. And Hogan, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that are Hulk Hogan fans. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm not a Hogan fan. Um, Hulk Hogan did change the game for professional wrestling, in my honest opinion, and put on phenomenal matches. I'm just happy to be a, a little bit biased towards that because I was a Randy Savage fan. You know, with all due respect to anybody that likes Hulk Hogan, I'm a Randy Savage guy. I love Randy Savage. He's a great wrestler, great entertainer, one of the best wrestlers of all time. Nobody will outdo what Macho Man Randy Savage did in pro wrestling. But um, this was a decent match. And again, Hogan, he's not, I mean, the leg drop, you get the boot to the face and the leg drop. That's pretty much it. So hats off to Hulk Hogan for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of Super Brawl 2000. It is Sid Vicious versus Scott Hall versus Jeff Jarrett for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Again, it was an okay matchup, back-and-forth matchup between everybody involved. Uh, Sid ultimately hits a powerbomb on Scott Hall. Pins him for the three, and your winner of the match, and at that time, still, WCW World Heavyweight Champion is Sid Vicious. Again, this was not a bad card. It was okay. I'm not going to sit here and say this was the greatest, man. Like I told you guys before, as the years, later years went on for WCW, the wheels were starting to roll off, man. It just, you know, whoever was booking the matches didn't know what the hell they were doing, and the matches were not entertaining, you know, and some people may ask me, like, hey, man, why is these reviews going so, you know, quick? Man, because these matches were awful. In my honest opinion, they were awful matches. Prince Ikea versus Lash LaRue. Who gives a damn about that match? And Prince Ikea was off the scene for a while. I mean, for a hot minute. 
No one knew what the hell he was doing, and I don't think anybody really gave a damn what Prince Ikea was doing. Nobody cared, man. Brian Knobs versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Again, you know, I have a lot of respect for the Nasty Boys, man. Jerry Sags, Brian Knobs, they were a really good tag team, a really decent tag team. A tag team that really didn't give a damn what they were doing, you know. But once Brian Knobs, you know, Brian Knobs did a singles run, a singles competitor, I don't think WCW, WCW knew how to book him in matches. It was like, oh, hardcore division, let's put Brian Knobs over there. And just his promos were just not good, man. They were just not organic. It was trash. I feel like Brian Knobs was in the back going over his promo 45 times before he actually went up to Mean Gene to give you the promo. I mean, come on, man. Come on. And Bam Bam Bigelow, I'm a big fan of Bam Bam Bigelow. He deserves better than this, man. You're telling me that you're going to beat Bam Bam Bigelow by knocking his big ass off the top rope. He lands down ring below, and then you pin him with nothing, no finish, nothing? I mean, it's BS, man. Bigelow is a legend. And Bigelow has got his ass kicked many a times in ECW. Many a times. And you're going to give me a botch finish like this? Come on, man. It's BS. It's BS. Bigelow deserved better than that, man. And they really weren't pushing Bigelow either. Norman Smiley versus three, uh, three count. Trash. Absolutely trash. Wall versus the Demon. It was okay, but not the best. Take Abbott versus Big Al. Hot garbage. Hot garbage, man. Leather jacket on a pole match. Are you kidding me? Seriously? What's so special? Like I said earlier, man, what is so special about this damn leather jacket? Nothing. You want a leather jacket? Go to the store and buy one. What's so what's so important about this damn leather jacket? Nothing. Nothing. So you win the match by climbing the top rope, reaching your little pole up to grab the damn jacket down and pull the yellow jacket off. You put it and you put the jacket on. Winner of the match right there. Give me a break. And Tank Abbott can't wrestle, man. Can't. And honestly, he wasn't a good mixed martial artist either. I'm sorry. I said that, what, the other day? Trash. They were hyping his UFC career and all this, his MMA career. Tank Abbott was trash. I'm sorry, man. Trash. I don't know why they, you know, were hyping Tank Abbott up. Not needed. Not needed whatsoever. But this is my review of Super Brawl 2000. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful and remember, stay classic. Peace.